0: This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall.
1: Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts!
2: Fry out of the car!
0: With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark, and I'm awesome! The Guru. Today, I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot.
3: And the English Professor. It is I, the English Professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen.
1: Hey, this is former WWE Superstar Duke, the Dumpster, Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers
0: Podcast.
2: And welcome back to another Can Crushers Weekly episode. I am your host, and I am in Casa de Padlano, because I'm at the English Professor's house this weekend, so there's no in-studio. And Chad, you're on your couch. So welcome to the show, gentlemen.
0: Yeah, we mixed it things up good. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is good to be here. My brothers, good good night in wrestling. <laughs> Decent week. Good Great going night going
2: in wrestling last
0: night.
3: Yeah. Last night was really good. It's an early morning after a late night, but uh
2: that's all right. Got coffee and coffee, uh some fruits, yeah, some muffins. Yeah. We we had all the servants here. Already waiting on us. I I feel privileged. Like i I like It's moved. great when you do the show here. People bring you stuff. Yeah. I I might not do another show in studio, Chad. You might drive all the way to Pittsburgh just to have breakfast and then go all the way right back home. Yeah. That makes
0: sense, right? Yeah. Mark Mark would do that because it's it's easy for him to just drive and be waited on and then drive back. and In his eye, five hours for an hour and a half. Two hours, we're good. <laughs> yeah, but it's the food; it really is. That
2: John makes his own water. I don't know if you know that. It's unbelievable. It's a secret
3: recipe of ice and water filtered a certain way. Um, it, it's really good. It's really good.
0: So I'll, is this uh, like a like the what's that uh, <laughs> pork and beans commercial where the the dog knows the recipe, but Right. He ain't allowed to talk, so your cat knows the recipe, so that's yeah. why you put it in the wall. Um, or in the attic. In the attic.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought we were going to say Mark's the dog who's not allowed to tell the recipe. I did, too. Yeah, I thought that's where we were going.
2: That makes sense. But yeah. So, other than wrestling last night, in wrestling for the week, how is Yin's weekend? You don't have to do that. I'm in You're in now. Pittsburgh now, yeah. How was Yin's weekend, week in general? It was a good weekend. You have weekend. big news. You have big news. Stop pussyfooting around this.
0: Oh, I I got lucky. Um, I was informed last night when oh. I was at the event that uh, I got drawn for a once-in-a-lifetime uh, moose tag for hunting in Maine. Um, my buddy, who I go up there and go bear hunting with, Uh gave me a call and let me know and uh you know i'll give a I'll give a shout out to him at a uh later time but uh this is this is kind of one of these bucket list items for me um never you know it's kind of like it is basically winning the lottery um well, it's called the moose lottery three, yeah yeah there was three thousand tags and seventy eight thousand applicants holy cow. That's pretty amazing. Um, And on top of that, the tag that I got is in one of the most, if not the most sought-after zone for trophy animals. So when you get a moose,
2: um, I expect meat, John expects meat, but are you going to keep the whole thing and get it stuffed and put that in your attic or on your front porch or something, or what are you going to keep out of it? It's a trophy. Not,
0: not the whole, not the whole thing. But if uh, if I'm lucky enough to harvest one, and I want to, you know, count my eggs before they hatch, so to speak. But uh, I'll probably the antlers, maybe a, a shoulder mount. Okay. I'm um, just gonna have to figure that out because that's a the the antlers themselves on something like that are probably close to 200 pounds. What would um, you get mounted, John? So, what would I get mounted? I I don't know. I've, hey,
3: this isn't going to surprise our listeners. I've never hunted a day in my life. My brothers, my dad, they, you know, went shooting at the ranges. They hunted. They fished. I was none of those things. I don't know what I would get mounted. I have no idea. My uh,
2: autographed Roddy Piper T-shirt, I'd mount that. Oh, my I, I was meaning off of a dead animal. Like, he's saying his the horns... Right. ...or shoulder mount. I have no idea what I would mount. I, off of an animal? Anything? Anything. I, I don't know that I would
3: ever want to mount... I, I mean, I don't want to look at it. I think... I think I have all the respect in the world for people that, that hunt, but I could not mount an animal in my house and look at it every day.
2: Like, not even a leg? No. Oh. No. All right. That's so what I was I,
0: getting to. What if... John, do you have a doorbell? I do. You know, I could, I could oh, get the... this is going
2: down a bad path.
0: I could get the butt mounted. I've ah. seen the mounts of deer where they get the butts mounted and you have to poke it in the butt to ring the doorbell. Oh, I could that, do that. That you. would be fun.
2: And it's not inside
0: then. Yeah. It's outside. So yeah. you don't have to
2: look at it.
3: I think it's not inside the...
2: Oh, no, it's inside, inside that. Inside the butt. Yeah.
3: the yeah, You got to stick the finger in the butt to ring the doorbell. This is where we've gone.
2: Uh, so
3: to get selected, did you have to present like um, a resume of hunting experience? Like I once bit a rabbit's neck and killed it, or I rode a deer with covering its eyes and ran it into a tree, and that's how it died. Like, did you have to
0: impress them with your hunting experience? It you have to have you have to have a hunting course. Um, you know, yeah. Ha- I I don't want to say you have to provide. Experience, but you have to be a licensed hunter, which means you had to have gone through, you know, X hours of courses in your state or Maine or anything or something like that. Um, and up there, the best thing to do is to hire a guide that knows the area. Um, this happens to be my my buddy has the business, a guiding business, and he's like this is the first time I'll get a chance at this. He said, like I said, I'm, I'm paying a fifth of what everybody else would charge. And this, you know, you're talking a 1200 up to 1200, 1300 pound animal. And he's just like, yeah, we'll just, we get one, we'll get it out of the woods. Some fucking way. Wow. Do you Getting cold. Go ahead. Sorry. Four by fours. Uh, you know, whatever else, it'll be, uh, you know, three, four, five person thing. If, if an animal is harvested and what's really great about it is, is the hunters up there really stick together. You know, there'll be strangers that'll help you out and help you get the animal That's out nice. and stuff like that. Good. Because I
2: hope you weren't going to call us. Yeah. To come and help you.
0: Oh, uh, now. I wouldn't do as funny as that would be. I w- I would like to see John try to <laughs> pick up a moose leg, or you know, the Mark, Tell Mark to ho- tell Mark to you know walk behind it and hold its head. I don't know. That might that might be worth the amusement factor to pay you guys to come up. You couldn't pay me enough. Do you think Hulk Hogan could body slam that moose? Because Andre the Giant was about 1,000
3: pounds, I think, at WrestleMania three. This is, moose is about 1,300, Chad, so I think
0: I... Lex Luger could. You think Luger
2: could? Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, I think Luger could hip-toss him like he did Yoko Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. But I would think Braun Strowman could lift up every moose up there because you've seen him move buses yeah. with fingers. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. In a crane. Hey, hey that's an idea. Maybe I should... Hire Braun Strowman, pay his you know, <laughs> six figure salary, fee, you know, his appearance fee, he, <laughs> just have the <him laughs> up on his shoulders, you know, torture rack style, and carry it out. back it out of the woods.
2: That's worth well, that it.
0: Might be a, that, might, that might be a fucking idea. The hell with my guide, I'll just have Braun Strowman pick the fucker up and take him to the truck. Uh, I probably
2: know two others that we saw last night, and we won't spoil it, that would probably do some work, too. Um, a little bit older, but I, it fits the bill. They, they would come up, and we'll get to that on, on IWC recap. And that's where we're going to spend most of our time on this show. But, John, what did you do this week? Yeah, it was a busy week also. I had some baseball games with the little kids. Um, baseball. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got that, too. I,
3: I'm reaching <laughs> these kids. I'll say that. I know I've gone from... They're crazy. They're animals to their, ah, okay. They're coming around to reaching them. Uh, I had a little powwow before the game, and there's one kid. He is just, he is more bananas than this banana muffin I have in front of me. And I was like, hey, listen, I won't say his name, but come on. You know, it's been long enough that when coach calls for a meeting, you have to sit and listen. And then after the game, I wanted to talk to them again, and still, absolutely bananas, this kid. And one of his teammates, Tapped him on the shoulder, got his attention, put his finger to his lips as if to say shush, and pointed to me. I was like, holy cow. That, that, do I want to say it was worth the whole season? I'm reaching them. I'll say that. It's a win.
2: It's a win. It's absolutely a win. If you touch one child during the game, during the season, you've Uh, progressed.
3: Yes, we have progressed. They are, um, they're better today than they were on day one. So I'll take it. That's your week you know, yeah it, it was mostly yeah it was mostly that we gotta
0: we gotta bring it up because i know <sighs> i know the punching bag there you know the bean bag toss <laughs> um mark let's let's hear about you I, I hear that you and i have something in common target practice
2: i literally was i literally was um and I won't say – of course, you know I, I umpire in Ridgeway. So you know it was a Ridgeway team against another team, and I won't bring it up. But Chad had the – you have a cat on your porch, by the way, and it's not yours.
3: No, my cat's going to flip out if she sees that cat. That's Benny. He's a neighborhood cat, and they fight. Holy
2: cow. So I, I was called umpire game, and of course, I, I will umpire any game. I I do. I love it. So we're moving right along. Ridgeway destroys this other team. And it's so early that the other coach is like, hey, you know, you've definitely 10 run ruled us. You've 15 run You you, Any run rule do you want us to say, do you care if you let the kids play? So they asked me, and I'm like, ah, I don't care. So they put, yeah, let the kids play. Yeah, let the kids play. I should have said no. Right then and there, I knew something was up. They changed their pitcher because their pitcher had too many pitches, so they put this kid in that isn't hitting the strike zone. All right, I can work with that. Just watching them. The downfall is the catcher um, comes out with an infielder's glove and decides he's not going to use the glove. And he's back behind the plate calling the game like he's Pudge Rodriguez or Gary Carter inside, outside, because you see him doing stuff with his hands. So I'm like... Shit, this catcher might be pretty good. No, he doesn't move the glove. (laughs) And 45 minutes later in the top of the inning, I uh, have been hit six times. Damn. Because when he does go for it, he moves his hand a little bit. So it just tips it into me. And I'm 44. I don't have the reflexes of that cat on your porch. Bam. Bam. Into my shoulder. Bam! Into my face. Now, some, the kids did foul back, and uh, that happens all the time. If they foul back into the face, I, I have the protection on. Um, so that's good on the batter. But holy moly, this catcher. And he didn't, he didn't want to catch anything. Get up off his knees, go back, get the ball. Oh, throw it. Take, he was a, he was a, 10-year-old rain delay <laughs> is what they wanted to happen. And Chad got the phone call. He called me not knowing I was in a game. Chad, honestly, I was flipping out when you called me, wasn't I? I was like, this mf just couldn't catch it. I meant it now, and I still do. Didn't so catch what, anything. So what you're
0: saying is, is this kid couldn't catch crabs from a $10 hooker. I, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Bad shoulder each time. Bam, 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 bam. And my buddy, the Ridgeway coach, is just laughing. He knows I'm pissed off. So when Ridgeway comes to bat, he tells his kids, dude, swing the bat and get out of here because Mark is living. <laughs> three up, three down. We wrapped that bitch up and we went home. <laughs> what was the final? Like 24?
3: 5-15 to 15 or something? No, there was no score. Oh,
0: oh wow. They wow. didn't score.
3: Wow. And, uh, I, I guess you said, yeah, there was a big deficit, yeah.
2: And I did something I shouldn't have, and I, I now thinking about it, normally after the game I go over and shake the opposing coach's hand. <laughs> I was just pissed. I just took my gear off <laughs> and went home. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. That was my week. Um, Chad, you wanted to rip on John about
0: something else, too, though, didn't you? About, uh, what was it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of out of place now, but, you know, I'm on the way home last night and get a text, 8 o'clock. Oh, no, not that. No, not that. No, that was because
2: we'll throw Soup under the bus. Soup was going to join us. Today, which was awesome, because he's our IWT correspondent. We'd like to have him on the show. He decided to stay up and watch the UFC fights, have a couple extra beverages, went to bed at four o'clock, woke back up at six to let the dog out. I get a text saying, "My dumbass stayed up till four. I'm going back to bed." So he missed out on the servants feeding us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's his fault.
3: That's on him. Yeah.
2: But the other thing was uh, with technology. It was early in the week. I forget what you didn't do that you had to have somebody. Oh, your uh, computer screen. You guys don't remember your uh, screensaver on your computer that you Sylvan did three years ago that you don't know how to. Oh, on my phone.
3: Yeah. My, well, look who doesn't know what a, the difference between a computer and a phone. Please. No. Yeah, he did my. Uh, yeah, he put Razor Bone as my as um, my screen. No, it's, it's my background. And he put the Yankees symbol as my, I would not know how to change this right now if I had to. I don't want to. I love the Yankees. I love Razor Ramon. So that's absolutely fine. But I wouldn't know how to change this if I had to.
2: Okay. Yeah. Nice.
3: Yeah. Alright, and, and he did this for me when he was really little. You really don't know how to? I don't. No, I have no idea. I would not know the first thing to do. There's
2: something Maybe going like to settings or something. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Figure it out from
2: there. But yeah. Yeah. So we'll have a little bit of a surprise here in a little bit, but, uh, all right, let's dive into the weekend in wrestling. All right, that's it. Coming up next. <laughs> uh, we get two hell in a cell
3: matches that are announced between Raw and SmackDown, right? Uh, essentially. Yeah. SmackDown is the one I'm actually kind of looking forward to between Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. But beyond that, there was a good women's match. Right, Liv Morgan and Carmella. We're gonna start with SmackDown first? Yeah, what? It was a better show. That I, I can't think of a single thing
2: that. Not that it was even a good show. Was it a better show? Because we had an hour of the family. Oh, call. yeah, at least. We yeah, had, the... had days of our lives with Roman, Jimmy J. Oh, my. God. We get it. Now we're
3: gonna go see Roman cry. Now we're gonna go watch him laugh. Now we're gonna go watch him. Ugh. We. Get it. it? Just and matches were rushed. I thought Liv Morgan and Carmella was a very good match. I like what they're doing with Carmella. I think she's got a great personality. She constantly reinvents that Carmella character, uh, but again, stays true to, to to what you know that character is. Um, but they rushed that match. Liv Morgan's talented. They rush everything just so they can get back to Roman Reigns. Having a ten-minute discussion with his cousins.
0: Yeah, Chad, do you have anything on SmackDown? Um, I, I like the Roman Reigns thing, but it's it's starting to wear on me. Um, like I said, he he looks he looks like he's having a lot of fun being such a prick, but it's like, okay, we fucking get it. Yeah, just have them come out. Just have them come out and you know, fucking butler tuxes and serve you and stand there and wipe your mouth and shit like that. Okay, we get it. Um, The funniest thing off of SmackDown, did y'all catch Bailey's segment and what happened? That's where I was going. I love Ding Dong Hello.
2: Yeah, with Seth Rollins. Not for
0: the segment, but did you see what was flashed on the screen?
2: Yep. Uh, WWE champion
0: Brock Lesnar. Yeah, for about wonder how many people are three to be seconds relieved of their duties
3: <sighs>
0: after that shit.
3: I miss everything. You guys know I miss all the subtle stuff. I completely miss that.
2: It was popped up just as Bailey got in and was making the the announcement of who is going to be on Ding Dong Hello, and it said right underneath Bailey WWE champion Brock Lesnar.
3: Oh my god.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody doesn't have a job as of Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh but I like the segment too. Her and Seth are really funny together. Yeah. And then Seth took an ass beating by Cesaro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that was all I had from SmackDown. <laughs> um, um, side well, note side
2: well. note, we went to IWC last night and we were hoping maybe to see one of our buddies, Ray Lynn, pop up on the reset button. But as we got back to Casa de Padlano, um, I'm going through Twitter and everything. I see on Sam Adonis, Corey Graves' Twitter that their uncle got married last night. And you see Carmella and Ray Lynn and one of their cousins doing a chicken dance. So oh, wow. It was really cool. Um, this behind the scenes things that they're dancing with one of their... Like handicap cousins or something, do the do the chicken dance. Oh, so That's nice. Carmella and Ray Lynn look like they're besties. So maybe that helps Ray Lynn, which I would love to this day, because she's a sweetheart. Alright, uh Raw. Yeah, we get uh a Hell in a Cell between
3: Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. They announce when? Obviously the next big pay per view, but when is that in Hell in a Cell. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like
2: next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not just gonna have it this coming Thursday. Yeah, yeah, they're not gonna have it, you know, for no reason. Yeah. Um, Chad brings up he, his favorite move of the week was from one of your favorite wrestlers, Humberto Carrillo, Chad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Old uh Humberto Carrillo and uh and uh, your, one of your favorite wrestlers, Mark Ricochet. Yeah. Um you no, know, they had their five thousandth match with Um, Seamus, the trash panda US champion, you know, he's got that trash panda mask on which is a shout out to a minor league baseball team you know that, right? Yes Okay. yes sir Um, but they did a Spanish fly off of the ring apron straight to the floor and it looked brutal I mean, there was no hitting on your you know legs a little bit and then your ass no this was a flat back just as if they would do it perfect in the ring i honestly thought one of them was injured again we really don't know if one is or isn't
2: yet Uh, nothing has
0: come out of this that they've said that i've read yeah it holy shit what that was and you know they're none of us really you know they're 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 good wrestlers, they're okay, we have our issues with them. That was a fuck of a move for anybody to take. I don't care what size you are.
2: Yeah. Uh, what I got out of this is the Alexa-Shayna Baszler thing. Clearly, they're going to have a match. Clearly, this is going to be Alexa's match back or whatever. But, my question to you guys is, do we get to see the whole Shayna as a vampire again at some point? Does she get converted over and be with Alexa? Oh,
3: man, I hope not. That was dumb the first time around. I I hope not. I think she and I are kind of yeah, going to part ways soon. They, they've had a great run by today's standards, the longevity they had. Um, you know, it's the stuff of legends. So maybe she does need something else. She does not need to bite people's necks again. No? And be painted... Ghastly white. No.
0: Is this going to be like a Twilight thing with them? Like vampires versus werewolves shit? I'm, I'm thinking. They're,
2: they're trying something. I, I mean, I don't know. The downfall is, I like Alexa being this the way that she is, but there's only so much you can do with her. Because Bray was a human that could do stuff as the fiend. What's this, pup? this puppet is inanimate yeah good word thank you you're welcome that was in my notes to so make sure i said inanimate yeah the uh, whole okay. week
0: hey if if ethan page and impact can have a mortal combat match and get his heart ripped out <laughs> right this fucking this fucking puppet can wrestle a five-star match for even dave Meltzer. wow those are big words so,
2: that's uh, your two main brands for WWE. Yeah, they they were not great. Uh, let's do AEW, and then we'll do NXT and slide over. Because AEW, I'm sure we can get through pretty quick, too. Um, I'm, this is the first week that I say that I really could... There was nothing on it that grabbed my attention. Um,
3: this back-to-back thing wore me out, I'll be honest, like, you know, Smackdown from 8 to 10, and then AEW from 10 to midnight. I dozed That's in and out. That's why you get a DVR. Well, I do have a VCR, but you can't record stuff off the TV anymore. And with that technology being obsolete, and with no new way to record anything, it's like the old days, where you,
2: you can't... Uh, How about you set up your phone from... see Just keep your TV on from 10 to midnight Yeah, and record... With your phone just facing the the TV, and then in the morning you can wake up and like skim through stuff on your phone yeah. on the video.
0: Get like now! Now come on, Mark. Cheryl can would we, have to do uh, it for him. Cheryl, you gotta say it the right way. Have Sylvan <laughs> or it tell the Have John tell them what he wants.
2: Have the have the
0: peasants set it up for it. him. Right?
3: Yeah, you, you mispronounced. Have Sylvan do it for you. I did.
2: I did. But AEW, um I don't I don't really know. Again, I like that Archer's back to just crushing people. I don't know who the hell Chandler Hopkins is. Will it be around again? I don't know. Um, the main event was lackluster. We do see Brian Cage chasing down Ricky Stark, so hopefully I'm there where I want this break to happen now. But I think it's going to linger a little bit longer until Starks is cleared to wrestle. Yeah, but um, he, he could go through Hobbs and
0: Hook and then get Starks as a big payoff. But yeah, the the one the only thing I got out of AEW, you know, every everything you said agree with. Um, Arn Anderson's son making his debut next week. When that guy walked out, I was like, man, there is no fucking way in hell that that is anybody's kid but Arns, He looks like, you know, a 21-year-old, however old the kid is. He looks exactly like his dad.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you excited to see I'm, what he does next week? I'm kind of, yeah, i kind of like to see... Uh, you know that the the spine buster is going to be in in play at some point. Um, the kid looks, you know, the 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 after angle where he uh, tackled old uh, Q Tip Marshall and was beating on him. Um, he the kid just looks like he's ready to fucking explode to me. And you know, we we say a lot of. You know, there's a lot of second generation guys that uh, don't quite deliver what their dad does. I'm not saying that he's going to be like Arn, but if anybody is ever going to have the training necessary, it's going to be this kid straight up from his dad. Yeah.
3: Um, I just want to mention Angelico's match. Against Christian Cage, I can't stand that guy. Angelico, I hate him as a tag team. I hate him in singles. We are... A human human, being? You hate him? No, I don't know as a human being. I don't know him as a human being. I definitely hate him in the ring. Um, We have kind of been moving away from... Not we, but the world of professional wrestling is moving away from a lot of the unnecessary flips and... You know, five or six things just to grab a wrist lock. Uh, this guy is keeping that going, man. He is willing to die on that hill. Um I cannot stand his style. I just can't. I think when Christian Cage took over the action, you still see how good he is. Just very lean. You know what I mean? There's no excess. Gets to the freaking point. Um I just, I cannot watch an Angelico match. I'm sorry. I, I hope he's... Making a ton of money and has a great career. I can't
2: stand to watch the guy. To continue the poo-pooing, um, Brandon Cutler with the Bucks now. Um, do you remember him three months ago? He came out with this Triple H mask on. He had the hugest pop of somebody that is going to get just destroyed. Now that he's a young boy, he doesn't, he doesn't remember how to wrestle. He doesn't know, like, we remember three months ago, Branding Brandon Cutler. Yeah. Now he can't wrestle. He doesn't yeah. know anything <sighs> since he put that tracksuit on. We're really shitting on everything, but don't worry. Second segment, we bring the fire because we're excited. AEW, let, a- let,
0: go ahead. Let me let me throw a compliment out there, and I want to make sure you guys are sitting down, not don't uh-huh. have anything in your mouth, food or drink. Um, I I have to say john has said this before i don't like the fucking guys but the young bucks is heels this is where they need the fucking be i can't remember the last time i rooted for somebody just to get the ever-loving shit beat out of them it's like each week i don't care who does it i really don't i would root for fucking luchasaurus or not luchasaurus uh the, the Marco Stunt? X, I would oh, I'd kill oh, oh, Marco Stunt would be tough, but I would mm, just that they're bastards and this fits them. Don't try to be light. Like, don't try to be cute. You're fucking bastards. Act like that. They are.
2: That's AEW. Yeah, yeah. Rolling right along. All right, NXT... Um, probably the best show of the week on Definitely. TV. Yeah. So, John, go um, ahead. Right. Um, what did I want to point out? You, um, Poppy was there. Yeah, Poppy David was Ortiz. there. She released her album. Oh, I thought that Poppy, David Ortiz. Oh, if he was, that's I didn't
3: see Poppy. him. Oh, that's why. I She must have been little Poppy. All 85 pounds of her. Um, I just, why do we give a shit? I just don't understand why we give a shit. Why do you do this to your wrestling fans? You're not going to get the crossover fans. No poppy fan is gonna be, oh wow, I need to watch NXT now.
2: Ugh. you didn't download the album at I uh, no, I didn't. It 813 or whenever she released it? No. No, I didn't. You do you even that. have Spotify? <sighs>
3: you know what that is? Yeah, it's Spotify. I could show you on my phone have Spotify. No, I, I did not download. The poppy album. Sorry, uh, maybe I'll have one of the kids tell me about it. Um, album? Yeah,
2: it's not even an album. Is really. it? I don't know what. It, how many songs are on it? I don't know. Uh, I didn't look.
0: Uh, okay. I'm just picking on the album thing. I, I mean, next is it going to be vinyl or vinyls actually? Track vinyls back. Ethan buys
2: vinyls, which is, is unbelievable. Um, I mean, vinyls when we were going. Listening to him were $599 and I know back then now they're like Ethan has to save a whole freaking check to buy one. Wow. But he loves he loves the, the sound of vinyl. He's, he sometimes he's an old soul. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know. I don't know.
3: Um Killian Dane versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. I want to bring up this match because um I'm a fan of Isaiah Swerve Scott. I, I can't get into Killian Dane. Um, he tried to wrestle a fast match. He's kind of a big guy. Um, and not to say some big guys can't move, but you know, he ain't Bam Bam Bigelow. No. Don't, don't work that style of match. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just, just go for tried and true. Beat the crap out of this guy. Let him work the fast stuff. You do the power stuff. But, you could see Swerve, which, you know, his name says it all about him, trying to slow himself down so Dane can keep up with him, when in reality you would say, well, why is he slowing down? He should speed up so this, you know, big fat guy is going to try to chase him with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. It just, it wasn't believable to me. Don't wrestle that style of match. I would have rather have seen Killian Dane versus Shug Knight, or whoever that guy is outside the ring from Hit Row. Shyamalan? I don't know his name, but he looks like Suge Knight. I'll watch oh. Oh. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know who I mean? The big guy from him. He was in the NFL, they said. I, yeah. I'd never heard of him. Where did he play, Mark? You know everything. No, I don't
2: know. You don't, don't know. know who this guy is.
3: He was probably in the NFL like George Wells and Jim the Anvil Nightheart, were in the NFL. On the practice squad. I think they watched an NFL game.
2: So you were in the NFL. You went to the draft, at least. I
3: did, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, I have to quickly, I don't, God. Go what ahead. kind of man throws his mom under the bus, but. You. I. Yeah, me. Yeah. I remember, you know, my mom. Me, <laughs> I do a good impression of my mom. That was a good impression of her. Uh, when I told her we were going to the draft, and she, she doesn't know a whole lot about American sports or pop culture or anything like that. And she said, so what is it they do? I said, well, they, they, you know, they pick names and the teams, they decide who's going to play for them. And then she asked, so wait, you and Sylvan get to pick the names. I was like, yeah, are you kidding me? (laughs) Sylvan and I are like, we're going to stack the Steelers and the Jets and it's probably going to be the AFC championship game, Ma. I was like, no, Ma, we, we don't. We go to watch the names. Picked, And there are a lot of activities, but
2: please give me an impression of your mom something um, saying something about this
3: well last night uh yeah uh like four o'clock or so you arrived at my house, and there's a point to this because we'll 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 get into the impression here in a second um and true as always when you come to my house mark, how was I dressed naked I was in my shorts boxers yeah, I had uh I'd gotten up and gone to the gym, came home, showered, got changed, had to get my daughter to a graduation party, which is like at, you know, near the ballpark, near the pool where my son plays his baseball games. And he's like, well, we're here. Do you want to hit? And we, yeah. Okay. We'll hit. For-. Nobody was there. We had the whole park to ourselves and it was hot. So I was drenched again. I was like, hey, Uncle Mark's going to be over any minute. Let's go home. So I went home, showered again, and I just, you know, my son and I were both still sweating because we spent a good hour and a half, two hours out in the sun hitting baseballs. And Mark texts me, I'm here. And I said, uh, hey, buddy, will you get the door? I can't get the door right now. And Uncle Mark comes in and I'm in the kitchen because we cooked out. I'm in the kitchen you know, in my underwear, chopping chicken. You know, I complain about Italian stereotypes in the media. Right. But then Mark comes over and I'm in the kitchen in my underwear chopping chicken. So who do I have to blame? Nobody but myself.
0: Um but we cooked out. You know, Go ahead, Chad. Go ahead. I'm so glad you said chopping chicken. Right. I versus, was waiting uh,
3: for
0: this. Oh my god. Versus, uh, <laughs> something else? <laughs> Ah yeah Sorry, uh, oh, sorry. I, the, it was there, and I'm like I'm like looking at my phone, scanning and something, and listening to you, and I was like, "What chopping? Chi- oh, okay, chopping chicken. Okay, we're good." So I asked Mark,
3: like, "Hey, do you want another hot dog? Do you want another piece of chicken?" And he's like, "No, really, I'm good. We have to go." So then I hit him with, uh, "All right, let me see here." Uh, Maron on Mark, man. You you know it nothing come on, I make a two-piece, I cut a half, uh, I give a, you, a, I take a, the other half, uh, and he can't resist, because just, in I his mind, play. it's such a good impression, that he can't say no to my mom, so, yeah, yeah, how was that, was that pretty that good? That was great, yeah, Thanks. all right,
2: you were more into it yesterday, especially yeah. when you did it to AJ, yeah. was just look at you in all the eyes, it's like, oh, I grandma was here, uh, NXT, anybody else, anybody else? <laughs>
3: I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view tonight, but we'll get to that um third segment. Yeah, third segment we'll make our predictions. Um it's only like a, literally four uh, yeah, I was going to say a handful of matches, but
1: yeah.
0: Okay. I've I've got to bet there was something I forgot on SmackDown. I got to circle back unfortunately to bring up because I want to give you guys both a laugh. Oh boy. What In the fuck is Otis's new look? Uh, He's he's from Pee Herman's Big Adventure. He looks when I when I saw the picture real quick. (laughs) He looks like a, and I'm I'm sorry to, oh god, right off the morning get mean like this. He looks like a shaved nether region of. A male. I mean, it's like a fucking... Elephant with its fucking trunk cut off... Crossed between that and a shaved nether region. I'm like... It is bad when your on-screen lover... Texts within minutes and says or uh, Twitter's within minutes and says, what in the fuck did you do?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> John, John, did you
2: see I that? did. Yeah, I did. Yep. What yeah.
1: the fuck?
2: I, I said Pee Wee Herman's big adventure guy that stole a bike, or uh, <laughs> um, the guy that wanted to beat up Marty McFly in oh, Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. Biff? Yeah, Biff. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Who told him to do this? I mean, I've never been a Nolan uh. fan at all, but in the ponytail that he has coming in, looking pretty good, too. It looks great.
0: Poor guy, man. I think they man. probably fucking forgot that part of hair on the back of his head. I think they forgot to release him, is what they forgot. <laughs>
2: Uh, one other quick thing. Ember Moon and uh, Dakota
3: Kai is a really good match. Again, they continue to maybe tease uh, Dakota and Raquel splitting, but not really, because now they're working well together. Um, Ember gets a DQ victory because of outside interference, but um,
2: Dakota Kai is awesome. She really is. Yeah, she is. Uh, we'll see tonight what happens on the pay-per-view. But... Uh, guys, we are officially a week away from Ballpark Brawl, um, less than a week away when you're listening to this, uh, Dubois, Pennsylvania, uh, you see all the posts on the Facebook where you can get tickets, tickets are going fast, um, that this is really not like a shoot to make you buy a ticket, no, they legit, uh, I know the numbers are looking great right now, so they're going fast, so if you're interested, make sure you get there, um, find one of the, posts, the The way to order it's on all the posts that I put up. Um, Matches are being announced. You see that as well. We'll be there this coming Saturday. Um, Looks like it's going to be a great show. I'm excited for it. And if you're in Dubois, Friday and Sunday as well, there's going to be some great baseball action that I get to call. So I'm excited about a one three-day weekend for me at work, doing things that I love, being involved in baseball and wrestling. So, yeah, now,
0: um, this is the Al Snow head memorial. No, cup, right? This is legit called the Keith Miller Memorial
2: Invitational for oh. Chad's dad that passed away, and he gave back all the time. Chad Miller it is that not your dad yet? Maybe we should have. Maybe your moose hunt should be named after your dad. Did. Start making some jokes. Sorry, uh, I shouldn't, but I do anyway.
0: No, no, and, and I want—I just want to clear up for everybody listening and you guys. I was not meaning no disrespect in that. I was leading right Mark into saying what it was
2: right, and I—I I wanted to say Chad Miller instead of you, Chad Piranha, because they would be like, "Wait, Chad, Chad." Goes by Piranha on the podcast, but his real name is Miller. No, there's two Chads that we there's know. Two Chads. <clears throat> I know a yeah. couple more Chads, but we usually don't mention them. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> Keith Miller Memorial Invitational. They want to do this baseball tournament every year, um, showcasing you know younger players and like the high school kids getting ready to go to college. So there's going to be an all-star game for high school kids. There's a tournament for under twelve, which is going to be awesome. And then Saturday night's uh, a big blow-off of wrestling. Everybody gets to hang around and watch some wrestling. Your shirt. I gave you props oh, for your shirt. Oh, thanks.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that. My collar and elbow shirt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of collar and elbow, we have a promo code for them, don't we? We do. Um, it is Can Crushers. Capital C and Can, capital C and Crushers. You spell it all as one word. Uh, and
0: you save a pretty decent amount of money. How much, Chad? 10%. Yeah. Or parking and shipping. John's favorite two things to pay.
2: I think parking at the Keith Miller Memorial Invitational will be free, so it would help you in shipping this week. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, guys, when we come back, because this was a little bit longer than we thought, but we rambled. Uh, when we come back for the second segment, we're deep diving into our favorite IWC event, Reloaded, the reset button. In holy hell, what an event to come back to Court Time Sports for. You ready guys?
1: Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share.
3: I've started a wrestling brand.
1: The wrestling brand.
3: A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand.
0: to the S to the T to the double E L E Benjamin C Steele, Mr. Steel of here nasty ladies. Remember, none of you can be first, but a whole bunch of you can be next. You're listening to the can crushers wrestling podcast.
2: And if you're not, you are the worst part of society. If you are share it with a friend, because as good as it is that you're listening, it's even better. If more people listen, so do it.
3: Welcome back. Can crushers listeners. It is I, the English professor, um, not in studio, but joined in my home by our host, Mark the Mark. Uh, Chad, the glorious guru, is in his home. Um, we are going to cover IWC Reloaded from last night, which is our favorite show. Um, we didn't mention this in the first segment. Very quickly, you guys both got the NWA pay-per-view. Quick thoughts on
0: that or any thoughts on that? Chad, you want to go first? Um. I thought honestly it was an okay pay per view. Um, they are one that needs the fans,
1: yeah, yep.
0: and a a, a a a venue. It can be a small venue, um, but they need they need that to make this more attractive. The talent is there, um, but this is going to be, and we just talked about this off camera. For me to buy another pay-per-view, there's there's going to have to be some changes, uh, different matches, different talent venue, stuff like that.
3: Yeah, there wasn't anything much that, that made me want to... The matches were fine. Both women's matches were fine. But there wasn't much that made me want to come back and, and get another pay-per-view or watch a weekly show. Uh, the main event, I saw that dusty finish coming a mile
2: away. I don't think anybody was fooled. Yeah, that was about it. I really only watched the the women's title match between Deeb and Camille and the uh, Murdoch against Aldis match from the pay-per-view. I took it the other way then. I gave Tuesday another shot, and I tried to watch their power show. Um I like the announcement that they are gonna have they're having back-to-back pay-per-views though. I, I think this is a bad thing. They're doing a pay-per-view on a Saturday, which is all women's. I'm all for that. I'd like to see that. Maybe that's the one I I buy to see if Rosa comes back and some of the other women that they want to showcase. And that's all gonna be ran by Mickey James. So I'm excited for that. But then the following day they're gonna have another one of their NWA pay-per-views, and I would imagine this is going to be a men's show since the men are, uh, the women are all on the show the night before. Um, continuity was kind of off. Like we were last year, well, not last year at this time, but when it first came back, we were high on the horse of NWA. How it was great when it came back, and I always said they were the ones that could have ran because they had their own studio, and there's something that they really lost in the whole COVID and I echo both of you. I don't, I don't know. I I really don't know. Is it time to take the belt off of all this? 997,000 days now. Yeah, I think maybe, but who do you put it on? Is Trevor Murdoch the right one to put it on? Um, they need something. They need to grab somebody and say, wow, he went to NWA. Um, would it be Braun Strowman in 90 days? Would it be you know somebody else that was just released? I I don't know. It, it all depends on. I hate to say it, how time turns and plays out and stuff, but yeah, I wasn't okay. Was probably the the high end. I was like, eh, it was a pay per view. Only two hours, so it was actually just yeah. a show.
0: Yeah. But the, the one thing that was the most entertaining thing out of it was Trevor Murdoch's interview afterwards. Dropping the F bomb where they're, where they're talking. Yeah. They're talking. He's like, shit. He's like, I don't know what the fuck I have to do. Drop the GD in there. Yeah. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I mean, my jaw is dropping at this point. It's not like I've never heard those words, but, you know, they fired Jim Cornette for a 35-year-old tasteless joke, and then he's like, fuck, goddamn, fuck, shit, shit. Throws his hands up. Did
2: you think that was a good Trevor
3: Murdoch? (sighs) No. Trevor Murdoch's speech is, like, a lot slower. Yeah. Not as snappy as what Chad was doing. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. All right, IWC Reloaded. Yeah, uh, first first show on fight, and I'm thinking they had some kinks. I didn't watch it. Clearly, we didn't. None of us watched the show because we were at the event. Yeah, um, we were getting there rather late, but
0: we weren't late at all. Big surprise there, <laughs> you guys. If there is an event you can be late for. You will be late. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you. Book your funeral seven to ten hours before you want it to happen. (laughs) That way you show up on time. Well, the car started at seven o'clock. Yeah. And we were there at
2: 6.59. Yep. We sat down. First of all, uh, it was a great
3: night. It was a great night. But... I didn't understand the seating arrangement. It was told, like, you know, front row is 35, everything else is 25. That's fine. Sit wherever you like. So as soon as we walk in, boom, bleachers right there. I met a friend there. Who was sitting in that bleacher. Who was sitting in that bleacher. So we all just sat together. And this lady says, and my friend could hear it better, I heard something about potting, which I guess is...
0: Tide pods, what you do laundry with. Oh, okay. Or that weird generation bites into them, the Tide Pod Challenge. Maybe.
3: I don't know. But I, I think it's a new COVID term, like hey, when you want to sit with just a group of people, it's a pod, we're potting. And she asks us to move. And I couldn't quite hear. So I asked my friend, I'm like, you know, I can't hear. I could just pick up bits and pieces. And essentially, she was worried about COVID, and they had an idea for a pod you know lady you bought general admission tickets like we did it means you sit among the masses or stay home if you're that concerned for 9.99 a month you can watch it in the comfort of your own home and you don't have to worry about me sitting next to you but we moved my friend got up and i we followed suit and Mark, you said, like, anybody that dared come within a certain I watched distance night. of her, I she asked him to move. Lady, stay the fuck home, lady. People like you aggravate the shit out of me.
2: Ugh. So then we get the wrestling. Yeah, which was great. Oh, well, it was great. Uh, I love the little Ps, um, right off the bat. The regular, the regulators... Chris LaRusso. Max called him the regulars at one point. And I think that's what you were
3: thinking. It was. Someone's friend, Max.
2: Shout out to Max. He makes an event awesome. He does. Yeah. He does the best Joey Styles I've ever heard. My yeah. Life. Oh, a my lot, God. Though. A yeah. lot. A lot he does it. Yeah. Yeah. And he marked out a lot. He did. Last night. Um... The Regulators came out, LaRusso and Lawless, and it was kind of like the pre-show match and kind of, hey, Fight TV might not be ready yet, and I'll I'll get words back of all of this from Jeremy from 2 to 1 Media uh, once he listens to this and says, Mark, that's not it. Plumber just forgot to plug something in. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that That makes makes sense. And not Jenny, because she was giving hugs at the door. So, Um. I like this. I like the shtick that they do because they're so great on the mic. And we get to see, this is the thing, because we were also behind the speakers where we were sitting. I have no idea who the hell Levi's last name is, but he's Amish. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was interesting. I thought it would be against everything in which he believes
2: to fight. Right. But he's a good fighter. He's a good wrestler. Maybe he's while breaking out of the Amish community. And they have reality shows about yeah, that.
0: Yeah. So. Chad, did you like the first little taste that we had? Yeah, it was a it was a good it was a good little match. I mean, I, I was kind of impressed. Um two two things. When Chris LaRusso came out, I legit didn't fucking recognize him. I thought it was uh what was that? Uh, Mikey Whipwreck from fucking ECW.
2: God, I'm going to hear about that, too.
0: Alright. That's who I thought it was. I'm like, they didn't even introduce Whipwreck? What the fuck? And I was like, oh my god, that's Chris LaRusso. And Vinny's like, no. I was like, yeah. He's like, Dad, what the hell did he do? And then the second thing, I gotta, I gotta go back here, John. You said you have a friend that you met there.
3: Yeah, we made plans to meet there. Yeah,
0: I was just stuck on John having a friend thing. Yeah,
2: believe it or but not. Okay,
0: we we can go on from that. Okay. Did you like Levi? I, I liked his. I, I I liked what we saw of him. He he reminded me of a little, little version of uh, Roadkill from yes, he, Yeah.
3: He had this moment where he had like um he had the guy by the wrist and he had his knee in his uh like his, his side in his shoulder, yeah. And was like turning his arm. It looked devastating. And you know, I said to Mark, he's probably used to churning butter for six to eight hours a day. So he he's built those muscles um to
2: maximum efficiency. And that had to be really painful. Yeah. He gets uh, the win with a small package over Lawless. And do we see big things from Levi here? That's a big win over Lawless. Yeah,
3: yeah, it really is. Yeah, absolutely. We see him again. You win a match like that, I would imagine you're coming
2: back for more. Then we get to the main show, as we say. And the first match was Swole Patrol against the main event. And whoever wins this match gets a shot at the Northeastern tag team champions at the next event that they're going to kind of collab with on July 9th in Bellevue, which is a Friday night. Belle in- Vernon. I live in Bellevue. Yeah, that. Yeah. Well, they were just going to do it in your lawn. They just oh. moved it today. Oh, I got plenty of room in the backyard.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Isn't so. Bellevue the prison? The penitentiary? Right. Penitentiary?
3: Yeah, it's also um, uh, a place for uh, people with... Um, psychiatric needs uh, in New York City. Bellevue Hospital.
2: That's why John lived in, in one and now moved to the other. Yeah. So, fitting. Belle for the record. Everybody. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be in Belle Vernon. Um, so the main event, right off the bat, gets locked and loaded in this match. They don't get down and dirty because they are... Good guys. Yep. They, they are great. Um, this was a I, I liked it. It was a quick match, essentially. And I think they're the right ones to showcase next month. Because, let's, let's face it, guys. I've been always ragging on these guys forever. These guys need to be someplace. They're they awesome. Yeah. They're, they're in phenomenal shape. You never get a
3: bad match out of these guys. Takes two to tango, so shout out to Swole Patrol. Is that yeah. what you called them? Yeah, they were very good. They hit one spot where they went for, um, like, that Dudley's... Uh, the Dudley Cutter. Okay, yeah, but he actually, like, he didn't drop him straight down. He dropped him almost into, like, a Stone Cold Stunner.
0: Uh That looked vicious. That looked absolutely devastating. What What is that... I'll, you'll see where I'm going. What is that like, seven-foot-eight guy that's in uh NXT that Beth Phoenix has a thing for? Oh, uh, Austin, Austin Theory? Theory? Austin Theory. I thought that that little Austin Theory dude on the Swole Patrol, that little short guy, that, that thing where he stood on the guy's back and did the test of strength. Oh, yeah. That was some classic shit there. Okay, yeah. that was good.
2: Yeah, we we had some other fans that wanted to sit with us. Uh, sit beside us, and they said that was a great spot. That And it was. It was a great spot where it was Duke Davis in the ring and um VJ of Soul Patrol. And you know what? It was just long enough
3: to where the referee gave him several warnings. You can't do that. Get out of the ring. Okay, I'm going to put a count on you. I'm telling you, I'm putting a count on you. Alright, one, two, he got to four, and the other guy was out of the ring. You know, it, it, it was timed... Nicely, so that the believability of, hey, you're going to get DQ'd if you don't leave w- was still there. Yeah. Shout out to referee Joe Mandak. Did you see every time there was a tag, he would do the tag and then, like, he'd go, you know, slap his hands together and say, Tag! And then, like, flex, like, Where's the beach?
2: This way.
1: Yeah. That
3: way. Guys got guns. Yeah. If I was that referee, I'd show him off, too. Yeah. Joe Mandak. He's an ROH referee as well. Is he? Yeah. I, You know, I bet he had, a, as ripped as
2: all four guys in that match were, they had to, like, you know, kind you of... Think pound for pound, he was the best-looking man in the ring? Absolutely.
3: Yeah. I think they were second-guessing themselves when they would see him flex. And he's not even trying. He's just saying, Tag, you're out. You're in. But he's showing the biceps every time.
0: All right. I feel like they were scared. It's like... They, they had to get in. They thought they were going to get a count and get disqualified for not getting in or not listening to yeah. him. Or maybe he was going to clothesline him or something. Yeah, I don't know. He, he looked like he was a beast. They, you know, like Brock Lesnar-style running ass-kicker.
3: They obeyed his commands. They did. They
2: All four guys obeyed his commands. They didn't play, because he don't play. Right. Um... Shout out to CJ Sensation, who wasn't on the card tonight. Uh, we saw him after the event hobbling around. He uh, broke his leg, it looks like, but he oh, was doing geez. other duties, Um, I think, behind the curtain because he had headphones on and everything. So, CJ still uh, there. I-, I think he's in a position, sort of,
3: uh, of elder statesmanship where the other referees go to him on a night where he doesn't work. They go to him and look for advice and, you know, hey, I'm not clear on this one part of the rule book. Can you help me out? And CJ's there with that information for them. Because he's been around a long time. Uh, you, really? you know, like the referee we just saw that you said. Joe Mandak. From uh, ROH. ROH, thank you. Yeah. How do you guys <laughs> do things at IWC?
2: Is it a little different? And and CJ fills him in. Right. So great win for the main event. Um I didn't see the finisher as fast as it ended. I, I mean, I saw it, but I mean, out of nowhere.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. They do that thing where they throw a guy up in the air, and then the other guy kind of, I think maybe Duke throws him up in the air, and then they come down with like... with the other guy's name? Do you know it? Uh, yeah, Duke, uh, again, okay. comes down with um, essentially like a belly-to-back suplex. And he was clear across the ring, and it looked like he turned out and said, Oh, shit, when he saw him in the air and caught him at the last possible second it looked devastating but it looked like he was going to be like a second too late turns out the timing was absolutely spot on um those guys are awesome to your point mark they they need to be somewhere somewhere they need to be on a weekly tv show or something they they've got a, a great look
2: I think I'm finally coming back around to them now since I pretty much know the fraternity is not coming back anymore, and they were the ones who beat it. Shout out to the fraternity. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the triple threat match where Chad had front row seats to this. It was for the Super Indy title. It was big time Bill Collier against the reset button. And earlier in the week, he's like, I don't want to take on just one person. I want to take on two. So the reset button has to pick two people. Do 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 do. We get Mance Warner, crowd goes apeshit, and then we get the other do 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 do, and it's Matthew Justice. Chad, I know you're a huge MLW fan. How was it when you saw
0: Mance Warner come out of those curtains? I about shit. Everybody, you know the the boys that were with me. They they looked at me like, "Who's that?" As you know went down his freaking resume and MLW and everything like that. I said this match is going to be a brawl and it's going to be a hard hitting match. And lo and behold, uh look what it turned out to be. Yeah. This was unbelievable. <laughs>
2: I I made a joke maybe that it started with a chop fest, but they weren't chops like we would give us three. Like, if us three in this match, the chops were, those were chops heard around the world. At one point, I don't remember who got it, but I thought their chest should have just imploded.
3: You could see Big Time's chest, even from where we were sitting, was just blistered red. Yeah. yeah. I like that both guys went after him. I yes, And he he had to fight them off, and at some point you would think, oh, they're going to go for the usual, one tries for a pin and the other one pulls them off. They never really fought each other. This was almost essentially a two-on-one
2: match. Yeah. Uh, my prediction was that Collier loses, he's gone. I really thought that. I'm like, okay, this is maybe Super Indies right around the corner, you can have one of these guys hold the title for a little bit. Uh, come back, maybe lose it at Super indie Tournament, and then Collier gets his beef going to AEW, where he deserves to be. Um, he does keep the title. Spoiler, he keeps the title. So we thank God we get to have big time big Collier around for a while. At one point, um, head referee for the night, Potter, was under fire because they were just gunning chairs into the ring, and he was huddled <laughs> in the corner scared like a yeah. Child. Yeah,
3: yeah. It got it, it was physical right from the get go and it got violent as it went on. As Chad mentioned, into the crowd, he had a front row seat to that. Um Chad, you said
0: you saw the chair that was launched right at him, right at big time. Yeah, we no, it was uh the, the third guy. I'm sorry, I don't I can't remember his name. Matt Justice. Matt Justice. Um, they, him and Mance were fighting on the side and, uh, they, we, I mean, we were right there. Literally Vinny could have reached out and grabbed them. That's how close we were. And the chair shot, he just picked up the chair and fucking launched it. We're not talking, toss it politely so he can catch it and you can lightly kick it. There was no hands up that chair shot it bent the fucking chair. Wow. And he, he, he just threw it like it it almost looked like some team should sign him up for the baseball next next weekend. <laughs> the way he threw that chair. There's a lot of
3: teams. <coughs> yeah, <the coughs> Yankees could use him. Um I like the ending of this match because oh, go uh, ahead, Chad. It's I think. I'm you're sorry, see uh,
0: John, I don't mean to interrupt, but you've mentioned you mentioned the Yankees. I have some trivia for you guys, baseball, and I bet neither one of you can get this without hitting Google. I'm not going to hit Google. I like Google, or like I type hit. in Google. Okay. I mean, I I would have thought I would have had to explain that to John, being the we get technological it I would person, I would just yeah I,
1: yeah
0: yeah. I didn't I didn't expect that from you, Mark. But anyway. What is the shortest player to ever play professional baseball? And he did play for the Yankees. Phil Rizzuta?
2: No, his name is Eddie something.
3: Oh, uh, I was going to go Yogi Berra next. They were both pretty tiny.
0: No, his name is Eddie nope. something. Not even close. Any idea how tall this guy? I'd, I'd have to look the name up. I just remember seeing this earlier this week. On one of my Facebook pages, how tall was he? Anthony would know this. He was like four seven, I think. Three foot seven. Wow. See, I Three seven. That. Yeah. His only appearance, and it was a legitimate contract. He was a legitimate player. His only appearance, he was walked, I, in four straight pitches.
3: I think he was an Indian. I don't think he was a Yankee.
0: I swear they said he was a Yankee. Eddie Goodell,
2: three seven, and one plate appearance. And the St.
3: Louis Browns. Yeah. St. Louis Browns. Yeah, because they had the Cardinals, and the Browns were sort of the uh, yeah a clownish team that that
2: did stuff like that. So I was close. I said it was Eddie somebody and, and he it had was a seven four inches. seven but it
3: was three seven. Right.
2: I didn't say he was seven inches. No no you
3: had the seven inches part right. You said yeah. three four seven, but he was actually three seven.
0: Yeah. What the my my only thought when I saw this was what the fuck kind of strike zone is that? Yeah. Same. The strike zone is generally bigger than this dude was. Same strike zone I give the kids.
3: Seven inches. I threw that up there for Chad to hit, and he completely whiffed on it. Yep. That was out there for way too long for you not to say anything about it. Um,
0: oh, I'm sorry. I, I just I didn't want to get you any worse than I did with uh, choking the chicken in the, right. Thank the you. kitchen.
3: Um, big time takes a chair, smashes it over one guy's head, and bent the freaking thing. Throws it at the other guy who catches it. That was Mance. Okay, that was Mance. So he hit, he hit what? Justice over the head with it? Okay, throws it to Mance. Now, mind you, last month, he got his right arm worked on pretty heavily to where anything, any offense he had with the right arm was painful. Apparently that's completely healed. Yeah. To the point where he can punch through a chair. So if you, if you are thinking, I'm going to hold this chair in front of me, maybe not even as a weapon, but just as a shield against big-time Bill Collier, guess what? He'll punch you in the face through the chair. He'll punch the chair, the chair will punch you, and then it's lights out, and Bill Collier wins anyway.
2: And after the match, Justice says, Hey, uh, wrestling's going to be back here at Court Time Sports on July 17th. Uh, I challenge you to a, uh, he says this, long-winded, but I challenge you to a no-DQ match for that Super indie title because I held it at one point, and Bill says bring it on, bitch. And it should have only just been that long, as long as you just summed it up. It was a little too long yeah, to say, hey, look, I challenge you. Right.
3: Yeah. Good stuff, though. Excellent trios match. Yeah. What the kids are calling trios match these <sighs> days.
2: Yeah. Uh, next match up, we get the high-stakes championship. Uh, Lebanon Dawn has to defend against a reset button, and my prediction was coming into this, because we we talked on the way to the event. I thought Tito was going to be predict, uh, picked, and he would just run through Lebanon Dawn. Yeah. The kids thought they were going to get the polka doom. Yeah. And Tito was going to lay down. Instead, I mean, the reset
3: button could pick anybody, folks. Anybody. As we'll see here in just a bit. It picks Nick Lendl, who was doing color commentary with Joe.
2: Dombrowski, yeah. Who was a Can't crusher alum. Both of them.
3: Yeah, yeah. Nick does the intro to our show. Yeah. Um, he wasn't prepared to fight, and I get it. But Nick, buddy. You've been around
2: IWC long yeah. enough that you know.
3: Yeah, you have to be ready. Um, strike first before they strike you, you know? He got the ever-loving shit kicked out of him. You know... Jesse Ventura, in 1985, left the broadcast booth to go wrestle a match. He teamed with Roddy Piper and Bob Orton against the Hillbillies, then went back to doing commentary. Jerry Lawler went one step further and did commentary for his own match against some squash guy. I thought Nick Lendl was going to take it further than that, but he kind of
0: went the other direction. Chad? I was laughing when this when this happened, but before that, Vinny's pumped. Vinny was, I mean, he th- that kid was about to come out of his skin. He was so pumped for this wrestling. And he said, I wonder who it'll be. I said, Vinny, what are you going to do if it's you? I said, anybody in here is eligible. He's like, if my picture comes up, I'm running for the door. <laughs> I'm not getting I'm not getting in the ring. And then when Nick got picked, Vinny's like, Oh, he's dead meat. <laughs>
2: and that he was. And that he was. It was a quick, real quick uh Nick really didn't get his tie off.
3: No, and they
2: embarrassed him after the match, uh,
3: with the camel clutch and the Lebanon Don sticking his foot in his face. Um Eventually, we get some heroes from the locker room, and there must have been two or three of us from our group and the groups around us like, where the hell were you guys four minutes ago? Yeah. But that's pro wrestling. The good guy gets the ever-loving hell beat out of him, and then the other good guys make the save, but they're always just a little too late, because the
2: bad guys are dastardly. Which, I'm excited to go back, and then from here on out, not that I'm not going to watch the whole thing at some point, but here on out, we get the... uh, luscious voice of BC Steel returning to help Joe Dombrowski. Yet another Can Crusher alone. Yeah. But he, he
3: goes after Joe, and I thought, oh, my God, this is just a night to beat up on ring announcers or play-by-play guys. I don't know. You got him in, like, a sleeper hole there for a second. Yeah. But then he joined him. I think he wanted to show, like, He's I'm the man. In, yep. I'm in charge here, not you, Joe. So you beat him up, and you take his place. Yeah. It's wrestling. Look, that's what happens. You get beat up, and you get your
0: place taken. I was just hoping Justin Plummer was going to go in as an announcer and somebody was going to beat him up. Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) I I agree. Next up, we have the tag team title
2: match, Money Shot, um, with Dime Peace, and we'll get to that. We'll be defending their tag team championship. So let's stop there before we get to the reset button. Oh, my God. Dime Uh,
3: Peace. Hello. Dime Piece. Dime Peace. You know, you're allowed to wear clothes. I'm not sure if you're aware. You are. I should not be one to talk about people in their underwear, as I was in my underwear when Mark showed up to my house. But, you know, the top was nothing more than a bra, and the bottom was nothing more than a pair of
2: underwear. Well, she had fishnets on as well. Okay. So that was good, enough. Okay. She should have dressed like Megan Nelson, who had a prom dress on over in the corner. Yeah. Flaunting at all the gentlemen walking by. We saw a uh, Dime Piece
3: after the event and it, she had more she was wearing more after the event than she was wearing at the event.
2: Right. Yeah. We got, got hugs though. Yeah. I was excited about that. More on that at, a little bit though. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on that later. Um so they're defending the tag team titles, and the first person that the reset button picks is the sexy fireman. So I'm like, all right. And he's been doing well. He has been doing well. He looks
3: like he lost a lot of weight. He's in better shape. Yeah, he's doing better in the ring. Go ahead, Chad.
0: No, guys, I wasn't interrupted. I just, Uh, when you make the announcement of the second person, I have some. Okay. Okay. And the
2: next person coming out, never expected to see in 2021 in IWC, Bushwalker Luke. Yeah, we went nuts when we heard that. I looked like John threw me off the bleachers again in middle school.
3: Only this time you jumped on your own volition. I didn't need to throw you off the
2: bleachers. I went apeshit and marked out. Marked out. I am Mark the Mark. I never thought Bushwhacker Luke was going to be here, and I was insane, John. So he came all the way from New Zealand...
3: On the off chance he would get picked by the reset button. I'm glad he did. Yeah. I'm glad he did, because... COVID restrictions, though. So he had to have been planning this for... Yeah, a while. A good while. Yeah, yeah. Um, Max looked up... Was it Max who looked up his age and said he's 74? Yeah. I mean, holy cow. I hope I can move like that at 74. I can't move like that at 44, so... I I, hope I could shoot a clothesline like that when I'm 74. yeah.
2: Shot a ton of great clotheslines. Uh, I don't care what happened in this match. I was excited. He, to
3: see I it. said, you know, I guarantee he's going to bite somebody's ass. And he did. We didn't get the... Um,
2: the battering ram.
3: The battering ram. We didn't get the... Um, pit stop. I, the pit stop, I know, was more the nasty boys. But didn't the sheep... Maybe not the bushwhackers, but didn't the sheep herders do that, too, where they would rub your face in the other guy's armpit? I think so. I thought we'd get that. We didn't get that. Um... But yeah, we get eventually uh, both tag team champions running around in circles with their asses hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. We get more ass after the match. We get a, I don't know, maybe it was during the match, but we get a Bronco Buster from the Sexy Fireman. And we get Bushwhacker Luke saying, let me take it to another level. He takes his shorts down and sticks his ass in uh, Mandyme's face.
2: How would you like a 74-year-old ass in your face? I would not. I would not. Chad,
0: touch <laughs> on this. No, I'm not going to touch on this. At all? Nope. Nope. I'm just like I'm scarred and can never get that vision out of. I, I wanted to dig my eyes out with spoons.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> as bad as Rey Mysterio? <laughs> no. This, this legit, if I would have had a spoon, I probably would have dug my eyes out to get that out of my mind.
2: All right. I'll- Joking aside, you were excited to see Bushwhacker,
0: though, weren't you? Oh, I was, that music hit, and I was like, no fucking way. And for 74 years old, the guy is in great shape. For And, and for those who, yeah, we remember the Bushwhackers, WWE, you know, one of the shortest uh, Royal Rumble entrance, you know, come in the ring one side and got instantly thrown out the other. No, I remember these guys as the sheep herders. Yeah. In mid South and stuff like that. When they were bastards. Then um, the Fantastics were some of the most brutal tag team matches I've ever seen in wrestling period. Um, But just to see these guys, see him, phenomenal shape for a man that age and somebody who's been in wrestling as long as he is, um, I think he did fucking awesome in this match. I agree. The clotheslines
2: were crisp. I'm telling you, they were great. I I loved it. Um, Of course, uh, Money Shot retains. They get the pin on Sexy Fireman. Yeah,
3: because uh, the Bushwhacker went after um, dime piece. the dime piece. She caused a distraction.
2: Well, she wanted an extra look at that sexy man that he is.
3: Yeah, yeah. She she, yeah, saw his booty and was like, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he chased he her back to the – go ahead. The
0: fireman got pinned, but he was not the leading right. man in the ring. Yep, you're right. You're right. So I think there needs to be a rematch, but instead of the sexy fireman – we need to have the bushwhackers against those 2 jackoffs. Um, <laughs> I don't think Butch yeah. can move at all.
3: Yeah. I think he, I mean, for the, for the Hall of Fame, he had two canes. I don't know if that's still the case or not. No, it was the, two Undertakers that wrestled. Never two canes. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Oh, my God. No, he walked the two canes.
2: Uh, <laughs> sorry. Good one. Good one. You brought that up last night. That's been yeah. in my head since then. Yeah. Um. Glad you got it out of your system. After the match, though, you know, Bushwhacker came back out and he got the kids to walk around. So we sent R two up. Yeah. Max and Sylvan, and he's like started line this, that, and the other thing. So one kid went with them. So we said, "We're well, hurry up, get up there, do the Bushwhacker walk." They got up there and they became too cool. Yeah, they were too cool for school. Yeah. Um, Chad, we know the answer to this. Would if you were allowed to do the bushwhacker walk around the ring, would you have been in that
0: line? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They should have let us up there. I was up there. And it, this is how old school I was when he was going around the ring. I was like, I wonder if and this is totally unsanitary, but I wondered if he was going to do the whole thing of grabbing the people, somebody and licking their heads. Did you want it? As bad as it's gonna sound, yeah, I wanted it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, unfortunately, I think those days are over. But I'd be okay if he brought that back. Yeah. If we go somewhere, oh, man, you
0: got too much hair for that.
3: You do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: you gotta, you gotta be a, a bald person or, or you know, uh, follically challenged like myself. Um, yeah, yeah. You got too much hair for. You're too much of a pretty boy for that.
3: Yeah, you're probably
0: right. <clears throat> Next matchup
2: is the 16-bit challenge. Uh, Guys, if you don't know what this is, it's essentially like the Money in the Bank match. Uh, Just different. You don't have to climb the ladder or anything. You get 16 competitors in the ring. The one who wins the match gets this computer that at any point in next year can hit it and get a title shot. And the reset button picks everybody. And this is where all hell breaks loose as well.
3: Yeah, so... The concept is, is brilliant. It's a combination of things. You've heard us talking about, you know, what some of the territories called an old King of the Ring battle royal, where there's a referee in there, you can pin, submit the person, or throw them over the top rope. You know, they did it in Dallas and Georgia. Um, but it kind of combines the elements of a gauntlet and a Royal Rumble yep. with random entrance. So you don't just beat a person and then the next person comes in they come in at random intervals. So you were
2: getting pissed about that. Yeah,
3: like, okay. It's been about, is it every two minutes? All right, it's every two minutes. And then boom, somebody's announced. And then boom, somebody's announced again. Like, what the hell?
2: It's reset button. But it's
3: just random. The reset button picks somebody when it feels like it. Which, I don't know if I want to go down this road. Are we giving, is is Justin giving the computer too much power? Like, are we, you're not worried about
2: a hostile takeover by this electronic system. It's it's in the contract with the reset button that once a year. Yeah. And they've come to uh an agreement that this is his show. He's not going to be like the the GM on Raw yeah. years ago. He gets one full show the reset button does. Yeah,
3: yeah. I I just hope you can trust the reset button. I hope you can trust this computer. But anyway, yeah, it selects people at random. Uh this match was epic. Um Spencer Slade is incredible. Cole Carter is freaking fantastic. Those guys put on a clinic from start to end. Shout out to Anthony Young, who did great work in this. Um
2: Keep going, because there's a lot of IWC names that did great work. We yeah. had some return. I'm a big Cole Carter fan. I love the fact
3: that they beat the holy hell out of this kid. Any chance they got, there were four heels in the ring, three heels in the ring. All right, let's go beat up Cole Carter. That kid just got stomped, stomped from start to finish. He's an amazing athlete. We saw him afterwards, Mark. His back was pretty marked up. uh, Bruises and looked like maybe a cut on his shoulder or something. He, He took an
0: ass whooping and still nearly won the damn thing. Yeah. Well, When that, when fucking Jock Sampson was in the ring against him, you got to count that fat bastard for like two or three people. (laughs) So, yeah, it was like an 18-minute. like six or seven on one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of surprises. We get the,
2: and I'm saving the two, Chad. I'm saving the two. We get the return of Jack Pollock. Nice. That was a huge pop. Everybody went nuts for Jack Pollock coming back. Um... Hooven came in, but Jamie also came in as well. So is Jamie his weapon that he got to bring in with him? Yeah, probably. They
3: they have sent a message to La Familia. You guys think you're gangsters. Uh, Hooven and Jamie, they just mess shit up when they show up. They do. It doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, here comes some help for Cole Carter. No, they beat him down with the chair.
2: Anybody or anything in their way is getting their ass kicked. Uh, shout out to Calvin. He was selected. I pop for Calvin. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, we'll save number 16 for last because that the whole point of this is for number 16. Um, coming in at number six, we don't have to run through everybody. Chad, how pumped were you when you heard the pig squeal?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, why, I I, I just didn't hit who it was at first. And then it just, you know, the light went on enough, there was enough electricity there, and the light went on, I was like, oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. Dude, Henry Godwin. Yes.
2: Again, another bleacher jump for me. Another bleacher jump for me, because I am that guy. Lost a ton of weight. Looks great. He
3: really does. Moved well. Honestly, it didn't seem like he missed the beat. He had the bucket with him, and he twirled it around, Um, and nothing came out of it. Now, Mark's all of a sudden, that, that night, he's telling me, because then he dumps it later on Ella Shea. No, it was Chase Gold! Well, okay, he dumped it in their direction. Um, And Mark's like, don't you remember physics with centrifugal force? And... Meanwhile, Mark just said, I don't think there's anything in that bucket. So don't act like you got, you were better at physics than I was. Um, but no, he was twirling the bucket around the entire time and then he dumps it and like this disgusting vomit looking crap comes out. So I don't know how it stayed in there. Like not a drop fell out while he was spinning it around. Maybe if there are physics majors out there that could explain it to us, we'd like to know. Um, this is what I love about pro wrestling is you have a guy like Chase Gold, which, by the way, doesn't he look like he smells great? Yes. Think about, like, high school guys. If you were going to go out and you got, you know, you put on nice clothes, you showered, you shaved, you put on nice clothes, you did your hair. That's what he looks like. He looks like he smells great. And he's in the ring with a pig farmer. Um, That's what I love about pro wrestling. And Ella Shay, you know, maybe she had a point, like, I don't want my guy fighting this guy. We went through a lot of trouble to smell as great as we do. Not that they smell bad generally, but you know, they, they like to smell great. Um, why do we have to mix it up with a pig farmer? But you have to, I'm sorry, Ella, you have to, it's pro wrestling. Um, he makes quick work of chase gold. And then to add insult to injury, dumps a slop
2: over their heads. Number 16 was ended up being the winner. It was bulk nasty. Um, Spencer Slade ran the gamut from one to sixteen as Balk threw him out. Either one would have been great to see win. Bulk, oh, we'll probably see later on, since we've taken up most of this match. Chad, what are your thoughts?
0: Oh, this I I enjoyed this. I it is so hard to see Bulk Nasty get you know people rooting for him. It's. I mean, I, I've rooted for Brock Lesnar before, and found that easier than Bulk Nasty. And then it was like, wow. you know, when I, yeah, I mean, in the one match that I rooted, loved Brock Lesnar in, is when he absolutely thrashed Cena in seven minutes, just fucking beat him pillar to pillar to post. Um, but Bulk, I, I find myself rooting for him because he's after that fat bastard. He's going to kill him at some point. Yeah. And um, I hope I'm there for that. You're going to be. I, I would like to see him like give Jock Sampson the snake eyes off of the steel ring post or something like that. Good lord.
3: Uh, speaking of rooting for people... Uh, I won't tell the story again, but, you know, the fraternity was getting a huge reaction back in the day, so they beat up Britt Baker, and everybody hated the fraternity after that. Um, I think uh, you you can't make a heel out of um, Spencer guy, Slade. Spencer Slade, thank you. Yeah, we went over this. Uh, the guy that started the match, Spencer Slade the reaction that guy gets when he comes out besides his mother even. besides his mother yeah yeah um he is way over he's getting chants um you can't hate this guy no. he's too good of a worker looks too good in the hey, ring girl. you can't hate the guy so i'm not sure what you do about that maybe maybe he needs to beat up someone on the women's roster to to get some heat because the fans love him. Yeah. And I thought he was gonna run the gamut. I thought he was gonna get rid of Bulk. The only thing I'll say about this match that I didn't like a lot of too many false fo- uh, a lot of too too many false eliminations. That's the only thing. You know, I don't know how many times Bulk got thrown out but didn't get thrown out. Young Tony. Yeah. Same with um the guy that started the match. Spencer Slade. <laughs> Spencer Slate. Uh you know. Good thing he likes me and not you. Yeah. Yeah, he gets thrown out, but didn't really get thrown out. Yeah. Other than that, it, it was
2: superb. Really, start to finish. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the women's match. Katie Arquette will be defending a women's title against the reset button. And it's Jody Threat. I don't know who Jody Threat is. Yeah, and you know everybody. Yeah, I, I don't.
0: Chad, did you know Jody Threat? I had no clue whatsoever who the hell this was. So I then
2: jumped on Instagram. Soup and I were, you know, doing some research. Uh, she's more of a, a hardcore fighter. She, she wrestles a lot of intergender stuff. Um, she's going through tables. She's going through doors. She's, she's going through, you know, as Max would say, the over-violent stuff.
3: So, I thought this was a very good match. Yeah, I had no idea who she was either, but I thought this was I'd like to see excellent. more of her. I would, too. Yeah, yeah. Have her back, because that was a very good match. Um So Britt was on the screen for a split second as someone who could get picked. Right. Uh Ultimately, she wasn't, but she does show up. Her music hits, and uh the boys went ape shit when she came out.
2: Well, that's because Jody had the the belt, and this is where Mandak takes it in the face.
3: Yeah, uh, the old jiu-jitsu trick. Do the opposite of what you want them to do. So, you know, you want him to smash himself in the face with a belt, so you pull on it, then when he goes to pull on it, you let go, bam, he smacks himself in the face with the belt. We don't hit ourselves in the faces with championship belts of jiu-jitsu. Oh, you don't? don't? No, we don't. But I'm just saying, like... You know, you want to take a guy this way, maybe push him that way, so that he resists, and then you take him the other way. But yeah, he gets smacked in the face with a belt,
2: um, and this is where Britt comes out. And helps. Probably one of her biggest enemies in IWC hits her with the swinging neckbreaker.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, This just reminded me of a match they had several years ago, where I went to get Katie's autograph. And uh, she had gotten kicked in the face, super kicked in the face by Britt. And I said, uh, Katie, you took quite a kick to the teeth there. She goes, yeah, I did. I said, um, and I started chuckling. I said, I know a dentist. And she gave me those. She goes, oh, do you? And I laughed and walked away.
2: But more more on Katie in a minute. More on Katie in a minute. Because it's a great story. Um, I I like the match. Chad, what did you think of the match overall, not knowing that we didn't know
0: Jody Threat. I thought it was pretty good. Um, she, uh, Jody Threat, seemed to be uh, very aggressive, which kind of threw, seemed like it threw Katie off in the match. But yeah. then when she pissed Katie off, well, you know what happens? You piss her off, you're gonna, she's gonna start pulling out, you know, whatever the hell she needs to to keep that title dastardly things and one was uh, having Brit
2: in her back pocket yeah. essentially yeah, and they hugged it out I think
3: they had a fierce rivalry I think there's mutual respect there um, you know hey Britt I'm glad you're, you're doing great things and hey Katie you're doing great things and yeah mutual respect between two champions who fought each other
2: hard over the years It takes us to the main event. It is the heavyweight championship match. Andrew Palace against the reset button. A lot of names pop up. A lot of pictures pop up on there. And we get Derek Dillinger. Um, Once again, we're all like, who the hell is this? Essentially, right? Yeah. uh, Had not heard of the guy. Doesn't
3: mean it wasn't a good match because it was. But again, not, not sure who this guy was. Chad, did you know
0: Derek beforehand? No, and, and when he came out, I thought it was that, um, he kind of reminded me of that Powerhouse Hobbs a little bit. Yeah. And, well, I, I had no idea who this dude was. I thought he looked like Taz. Yeah. Yeah. But,
2: all in all, a great match between Palace, um... So, the show starts with an inside
3: cradle and ends with an inside cradle, which was crazy. Um... I said, "When's the last time you saw a match end with an inside cradle?" And your cousin Soup goes, "About forty seconds ago." I was like, "Oh man, I must have missed it." Yeah, yeah. So another laugh at my expense, but yeah. After everything uh, that Palace endured, snags the head, rolls him up,
2: and defends his championship. At the end of the match, the regulators come out or the regulars and start beating on Palace, and then Ball comes out. And he wants to hit the reset button. Yeah. He does
3: um, he's thinking about it but then uh, it gets stolen his laptop gets stolen so does he use that for work as well he can't now I don't know what he's gonna do because it got taken away from him
0: Did he learn how to read though he does know how to read that's thats it, Ben okay so so he could use a laptop he, yeah. yes right. Now, is he advanced enough to where he can show John something?
2: Uh, I think they're on the same level.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah.
2: Hey, Chad, John, I want to bring in a surprise guest for the show. Because after the show,
3: people thought the show was over. But there was another match. And it got the attention of some of the fans in the area. Uh, It was
2: Max versus Sylvan. It was a six-beer match, and people were taking pictures. So I want to bring in one of the participants of that match, Sylvan the Slayer. Is that good?
3: Yeah. Uh, He took on uh, Mayhem Max.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, Sylvan, welcome to Can Crushers. Hello. And let's get your inside thoughts real quick about the show. Did you enjoy going to wrestling last night? I
1: did, yes.
2: Yeah. Good stuff start to finish. Yeah. 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 Really what was your matches. favorite part of the show?
1: Uh, probably the battle royal, like the the sixteen
2: bit challenge. Yeah, that was. I agree with that. Which surprise guest did you like the best?
1: Uh, probably Bushwhacker Luke.
2: Uh, probably that was the three of ours yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. But let's talk about the match afterwards when people thought the event was over. Like you and Max had a brawl. What what started this whole thing?
1: Uh, absolutely nothing. Max was just like, "Hey, you want to do a little match?" And I was like, "Okay." And so we just fought each other.
3: Yeah. Um. There was this. Well, it was more than one spot. My only complaint about the match. They kind of went to the same thing a little too often. Like the high spots were a little too much. Kind of lacked in storytelling. You say six beers, I'd give it five, Mark. But there was a point where. Max gave him three German suplexes off the wall behind him. Um, that was pretty devastating.
1: It hurt my neck. Did it in hurt your head. neck? In my
2: head, yes. Yeah, in your head. How are you feeling today, though?
1: I'm fine. Oh, good. Yeah.
2: yeah. We had Soup run in with a chair. Yes. That was a, trying to break Max's ankle. Yes. And then a referee appeared out of nowhere sliding under the the pitching uh, netting, yeah, and you did a horrible job refereeing. I did a great job refereeing. I even because we had to go
3: home. I put up the X sign, like, all right, oh, okay, we got an injury, let's go. These guys wouldn't stop.
2: The match went on and on and on and on for 40 minutes, yeah, yeah, because I didn't get to see a lot of it. I was talking,
3: yeah, yeah, to, to our adoring Can Crushers fans, they recognize you everywhere you go,
2: yeah. Um, in the end, I not
3: because he's my kid, I think Sylvan got hosed, he got pinned but his arm was against the wall, which is technically outside the ring, right, Sylvan? Um,
0: technically,
1: I don't know, but I guess the wall was a turnbuckle or something. But
3: even still,
2: the turnbuckle would be considered out of bounds. Yeah. Chad, what would you think? The, the wall would be the turnbuckle, the, the apron, right? Yeah. Yeah. So
3: is there a rematch, then?
0: Probably, yeah. There,
3: there'll be a rematch in the future. July yeah, so 17th? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Who ran interference then at the end of the match? You did. Well, no, it was Cowboy Bob Wharton because technically, yeah, you had a sign and I wrapped the sign around my arm, and we we worked over Max with the uh, with the cast. Yeah, yeah, Max, if you're listening, um, hope you're okay, buddy. We put a beat down on you.
2: You also have a
1: broken ankle, so you can't walk anymore.
3: Yeah. It, it, no, there was some good stuff. Like, Sylvan was really getting the heat over on Max. Max started to hulk up. Vicious chops. Um, yeah, good he stuff. You had a lot
2: of people watching.
3: Yeah, you did they have a did. lot of people watching. They yeah, they were really enjoying it. Anything else you want to add, buddy?
2: Um, no.
3: Yeah? No. All right, well, thanks for...
2: Yeah, well, thanks I, for I, I, I well, thank do have a, for a question having. for oh, him, though. Chad's got a question for you. Okay.
0: I do got a question for Hold you on. buddy. Hold on. Can you Can you show your dad how to change his screensaver picture because he said it's been like like since you were a year and a half old that it's been changed and you were the only one that could teach him how to do it.
1: Okay, I'll change it, I guess. Yeah.
3: you want to change? Not just yet. The Yankees kind of suck right now, so maybe I'll want to change it. We'll see. I'll come to you if I need to change it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us, buddy. So we just talked to uh, one of the uh, stars of IWC, um, the post-main event match. Sylvan the Slayer. Sylvan the Slayer. Yeah. Getting, uh, Getting hosed by Max Mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But then after the show, we see the dime piece. She's um, giving out hugs to her adoring fans. And I said, just be careful. These boys just had like a 40-minute wrestling match, and they're kind of sweaty. And she hugs Sylvan. She goes, I can see that.
2: (laughs) Uh, And then, real quick, uh, we're walking out, and the garage door is open, and John makes... That same sign into a Jimmy Hart megaphone. Well, first, we got a hug
3: from the dime piece. Right. And as we were leaving, I said, man, I should have asked her if Katie would come out and give me a hug. Uh, it doesn't matter. But as
2: we were leaving, to your point, Mark, we see the garage door open. Go ahead. So John makes a megaphone out of this sign and yells through the garage door into this megaphone, Katie! And your are backstage. So you shouldn't be doing this. So we see Jamie come walking and he just hits the clothes button. Yeah. I, he kind of did like, an, uh, like <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. And John, and you see John's all pumped to see Katie, but as the garage door's going down, so is John's self esteem. Just rolling down with it. Yeah.
3: I was getting deflated. She had a look on her face like, yeah, this is maybe going a touch too far. How do you feel about that? Heartbroken? Oh. Um, then we got in the car, and we were about to leave, and I said, I wonder if the garage door is still open. I have to give this one more chance. And we came around, and I pulled up, and you see people getting dressed. And even then, I was like, okay, maybe, You're maybe. a weirdo. Huh? You're a weirdo. Yeah, maybe I've gone a little too far with this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, overall event, I'll go first. Six. Six beers for me. I loved every second of it. Uh,
0: If you remove one part of it, I give it a six. The only thing was Jock Sampson was on there, but I mean, I know Plummer has to give back to, you know, the old and senile people like him. So, yeah, I, I still have to give it a six myself. Speaking of those guys, Lawless is trying to
3: get uh, the mask
0: mandate back. You said at the top of the show.
2: Yeah.
3: Because there are a lot of us in the audience who need to be wearing masks. Hilarious. Um, this is, we said this, you know, on the way home, this has got to be their toughest show because the surprise element has to be there. Um, I'm going to go five and a half. Cause while I was thrilled to see a Bushwhacker and a Godwin, Um, we didn't know either of the challengers in the world title matches, the women's and the men's great matches. Absolutely great matches.
2: Um, that doesn't, you don't know people in IWC sometimes though, John. Right. So how, why did that affect it?
3: Because the whole concept of this show is about the surprises. They were surprises. They were. I didn't think they were a huge surprise. I didn't know who those people were. They they put on very good matches. Okay. But I didn't know who
2: they were. So, so essentially, then we give it
3: five and... Well, Chad goes go six as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Six, six, five and a half.
2: Yeah, about no, 5 it wouldn't be five and a half.
3: It no, I said fours. five and a half. So, five and three quarters. Yeah. yeah. About that, yeah. Which is a hell of a show. Yeah, it was fantastic.
2: It was fantastic. Like I said, uh, July 9th, they have one that they're doing a co-with in Belvernon with Northeast championship wrestling and then July 17th they will be back at Court Time Sports. Uh some matches already announced. When we get closer to the date, we'll cover all of it. Da-da-da-da-da. You know how that works. But all right, boys, uh let's, ra- let's wrap this segment up and come back with uh, a little bit of tidbits and love them all. We got them. Yeah, predictions for uh, tonight as well. I forgot
0: about that. Hey, you uh, this is Sam Houston. I got to tell you if you want to know the latest in wrestling and what's going on, Tune into Can Crushers every time it comes on. I know I will. Later, y'all, and welcome back Can Crusher Nation. It is I, the glorious Guru, in a beautiful morning in Pennsylvania. Cooler weathers. I am joined by two together in the Patalano Castle. Mark the Mark Martinez and John the professor. That might have been the first time we called what, you the professor
2: today. I think so. Yeah.
0: Well, even though John forgets to introduce me at times and everything like that, I try to take care of him. You do. What do you got for us, Chad? Because, you know, we're tight like that.
2: Sierra de Niero. No,
3: no. So no money is what you're saying. Right. Okay.
0: That's what our podcast is. No, no
2: money. money. No money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Chad. You got some tidbits for us.
0: So just random little things. Uh, there's a couple more matches announced for the ROH card that uh, Vinny and I will be going to. Um, Flip Gordon is going to be going against EC3. Nice. Nice. And there's going to be a last standing mat, last man standing match between Silas Young and oh my god, I just dropped his name. Pick it up. He was in with, sorry, Mark. I said pick up the name. If you dropped it, pick it up. I, I'm too fat and lazy to pick it up, but shaping up to be a good card. And I got this off of. Uh, the Don Morocco podcast, I listened to it uh, this week and late last week. Um, if y'all are going to listen to it, you know, have a few drinks. Maybe, you know, hit a few of the uh, bongs off, you know, a wacky weed and stuff. Because Don, Don talks very slow. Um, but anyway... What nationality was Mr. Fuji? Oh, I know. He's this. Hawaiian. Okay, he was yeah. Hawaiian. He played all a Japanese, Japanese wrestler. Japanese. Yep, he's Hawaiian. Okay, you guys got that one easy enough. What was Mr. Fuji's two incomes before wrestling? His main incomes?
2: Uh, uh,
3: Butler. I'm going to guess he was in the automobile industry. Interesting guess. <laughs> he was a mechanic or something. Not because he's Asian. I just <laughs> first thing that
0: came to mind. Man, you're a racist bastard. <clears throat> Sorry. So so John, you were partially right, but his see his business that he owned was aluminum siding. But it was actually a front for the main moneymaker. Mr. Fuji and a couple of guys were Fast and the Furious thieves. They stole cars and motors for resale. Wow. Morocco talks about this in depth. He was like, oh, yeah, he said Fuji was a fucking thief. He said it was nothing for him and, you know, the other guys to go and lift a motor you know, out of just about any car. He said they never never stole the whole, you know, full car things. It was always the big ticket items in the car, the, the you know, the big motors and stuff like that. That's how Mr. Fuji got noticed by the Samoans, afanseka Sika, who gave him his first break in wrestling and then you know, the rest is history. Does he say or do you know if Mr. Fuji's accent
3: was put on? The really thick Japanese accent he had and the broken English?
0: Oh, it was it was pretty much put on. Yeah. Um and he was it was funny Morocco talked about this, which was I found really odd. He said people gave Nikita Cole off crap for always using that that Russian accent you know even when he wasn't in front of the cameras and stuff and everything like that he said Fuji did that you know whatever 30 40 years before um, before Nikita did but with the the Japanese he, you know the talking talking real quick yeah. was his biggest thing. Like, yeah, 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 you know, but real, real quick, like, Japanese talk. And he said Fuji just practiced. He said he thought it was, you know, funny shit to do that. Nice. And and something else that Fuji was, you know, Fuji was a notorious river. We, you know, knew that from other interviews and stuff like that. One of his favorite things to do before he you know, kind of got in trouble for it was, you know, guys in years back, you when the ring was set up in the olden days, they'd kind of go down, get a feel for the ring. Um, he said this one guy, and I, I can't remember what his name was, um, in Hawaii, used to lay on the ring apron and take a snooze. It was like his, his pre-match, pre-card thing or whatever is, you know, what do you call it? Ritual. Uh, ritual. Yeah, and he said Fuji went one time put rolled up a newspaper and put glue on on the one side, and he snuck down. and This guy, this guy was a, a serious fucking sleeper, and he said he put it on the guy's foot, and the guy was you know barefoot and lit the fucking thing on fire. <laughs> That's awesome. And he said this guy get up. <laughs> fucking be jumping around the ring and everything and trying to stomp it out. And it wasn't like it was one layer of you know, fucking paper. No, it was like, you know, a New York Times <laughs> Sunday edition. He would roll up and do this <laughs> to this guy. That's awesome. Uh, oh, anything else quickly? Yeah. No, no, nothing. Nothing else. All right. All right.
3: So we'll get into Love them While We Have Him and then make our prediction for tonight. Uh, Love them While We Have Him is a segment where we celebrate the life of a wrestler or wrestling personality uh, while that wrestling personality is still here with us rather than posthumously. In the event they're listening to the show and they know just how much we appreciate him or her. This week, is my turn to bring a name to the table. Um, and I'm looking right at the picture that we all took together, Mark, in that cabinet over there with uh, Big Daddy Cool, Diesel, Kevin Nash. Uh, by the way, the guy that, that went to IWC with us last night that I know from the gym was at the event when, before they were known by their by their shoot names, Razor Ramon and Diesel showed up on Nitro. No way. He was at that. Yep. yep. Wow. My friend Nick was at that show. Um, but yeah, Big
0: Daddy Cool. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Chad. Oh wow, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Um, so, man, Mark, do you positive. want to go first? Uh, do you want to go first, Mark? Well, Chad thinks of yeah. Uh, I, I got anything positive? All right, that's you caught me off guard. There,
2: I, I'm gonna look at that night. Okay, that night with Big Daddy Cool Diesel, um, he stepped in because it was when Flair's son died, so they yeah. called him Lickety Split, and when he had four hooligans jump in the ring with him and said, "Hey, we're gonna do DX or NWO," he's yeah. like, oh, "Whatever," and then I did the crotch chop, you did, you and Jack I, did, the he four did the four, y- and I
3: did the L, yeah,
2: and then um. Pat Lupino did the two sweet. Yeah, he got into it with us. Yeah, he had a fun time with us, and we took like eighty-seven pictures because none of us were doing something right. It, he was a good guy. Um, his in-ring work it is what it is. It really is. Um, probably one of the, we're trying to say good stuff, right?
3: Yeah, that's yeah, the idea. That's
2: the yeah. good. Um, he entertained me. He entertained me, I guess. Um, yeah, that's overall. Wow.
3: I really stumped you guys. Um, yeah, that night, to your point, when we took a picture, one of us wasn't ready, like the kids we are and were, we complained like, Oh, why were you doing that? And he was behind us making fun of us. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, that one's going to be yours. I'm not taking that picture. Why? You know, he was kind of mimicking us in, in that regard. Um, very, very cool guy, you know, whether in the ring or out of the ring, the guy that you want to be your buddy. Um, Always nice at these meet and greets. In the ring, I'll take it. I I was entertained. I really was. I I don't care what they say about six moves, including the hair flip, whatever. He's a big guy. You knee him in the corner, stick your foot in his throat. What else do you need to do? Give him a side suplex, which he gets it. Big guys that size should do the goddamn side suplex that's what he did um, he worked at a time when business was down for a while um, however he brought the, back he, he, the belt was on the right guy for that time period for that down period they made the most out of it by running with him I, I firmly believe that even more so than my favorite of all time Bret Hart Kevin Nash was the right guy at that time And he did bring it back, Mark, when he showed up on WCW-TV with Razor Ramon, and no one knew what those guys were doing there. Um, I was a big fan. We saw him in St. Mary's, teaming up with Shawn Michaels. um, Dubois. Dubois. We saw him in St. Mary's against Bob Backlund. um, And as much as we were cheering for him, even though he was the heel, he did a heelish thing. Like, he brushed us off, like, shut up. I don't need you guys cheering for me. I was always entertained whenever he was in the ring and he's always a cool dude to meet at these expos and, and signings and meet and greets. He knows how to be one of the guys with any fan that comes to his table.
0: <laughs> I, I remember thinking? him. I, I'm, I'm kind of stumped. It, 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 it's not a glowing review of him. He was one of the big men that kind of, breached the the big man gap in that okay he wasn't you know gonna come off the top rope and stuff like that he did what a big big man was supposed to be he was a bruiser he was power moves he wasn't supposed to be anything else than that um you know the the best Kevin Nash match I ever saw is not on videotape it was when I was stationed in Germany and it was right after Shawn Michaels won the title from Bret Hart and it was a prelude to uh Sean and Diesel's uh oh, I think it was an in your house match that they had a you know fall or not Falls anything goes match Street Fight match. Um boy he took care of uh of Sean in that match, but it was it was just a punish, you know, he just beat the shit out of him. Um probably one of the funniest moments in wrestling history, I gotta attribute to him, at least from my point of view, it was funny, was when he fucking threw Rey Mysterio into the into truck that, into the truck. He looked he threw him like he was a fucking lawn dart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And now I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I seriously thought Ray was fucking hurt on that one. Um, you know, we all have the stuff that he did and the click did and everything like that. But it is, it is what it is in a business. Um, how many people wouldn't have done the same thing and taken advantage of the situation that he did? But he was... You know, he was a pretty damn good de- uh, big man. Yeah. Uh, one other quick thing about him. That night
3: we met him, Mark, where we took a picture with him. He actually apologized to me for a match he had. I said, uh, my buddy and I, well, there were a group of us. I said, Jack was there, too. I said, uh, we saw you in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania. And I that, that picture would have been 2013. St. Mary's would have been 1994. So 17, 18 years earlier, right? No whatever. 94 to 13. Oh Yeah, 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 but, yeah. I said, so we saw you against Bob Backlund, and he goes, oh, jeez, I'm sorry, that must have been a snoozer, and I started laughing. I mean, the guy knew, you know, he said, like, I... He knows the business. Yeah, and he's like, Bob Backlund versus Diesel is not anybody's idea of a great match. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. That had to be a snoozer. It was three seconds. Well, the one was when he won the championship, but that one was like, that That did seem to go on for a long time. The actual action, yeah, it was probably about 20 seconds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cheers to being here, Kevin Nash. Uh, raise your drink. Mark and I are drinking coffee this morning. Cheers to being here, Kevin Nash.
2: All right, guys, let's do the NXT uh, in your house because I'm in John's house and Chad's in his own house. So I'm homeless right now. Essentially, yeah. So, but you right. could be in their house. I could be in their house tonight. Yeah, the NXT's house. NXT's yeah.
0: house. All right, we'll start no, off. They giving away a house?
3: Do you think I, that was for real? Do you think that was a shoot? You, do you think they really gave away a house back in the day?
0: It actually, they did. Yeah, they actually did. It was a write-off. You know, of course, a write-off, uh, a donation. It was just like. Um, Oh, what are these? They they have a week to build a house. The shows.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I know oh, like mean. house flipper or something like that. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Whatever the heck it is, it was that type of deal, and it generally went. It wasn't no random draw. It generally went to a family what? in need. What it wasn't random. What? Well, there were families in need that they had, and they put them. Into the lottery. I was wondering why I was never picked.
3: Yeah. I found out that John Bon Jovi's house was really not up for (laughs) uh, sale. No, like when they gave it away on MTV, I had just moved to PA from Sayreville, New Jersey, and Bon Jovi was just the shit in Sayreville, New Jersey. It's their hometown. Um, And I was a huge fan, huge fan of Bon Jovi. And they did that thing on MTV where you can win John Bon Jovi's house. I called that as soon as it hit a certain time, like 6 p.m. or something, which is prime pizzeria time, Uh, and I I called that number 6,000 times for my mom's pizzeria until she's like, you little bastard, quit it. People can't call in. I just kept calling and calling and calling. Turns out the whole thing was bullshit. It wasn't even John's house. They didn't give anything away.
2: At least you didn't get charged like one nine hundred number.
3: Yeah, I don't know what the what the deal was behind it. I don't know. I don't know if they got paid
0: every time you you this number. I don't know. Hey, hey, Mark, didn't you have like a seven hundred dollar bill to that? Yeah. Okay, and John, if if you said your mom said that to you, yeah, I, I was calling from
3: the pizzeria. Yeah.
0: Okay, you you got to if if you're gonna call uh, your mom out, you got to do uh, the yeah. impression.
3: All right, well, it would have been partially in Italian, but,
0: uh... That was, that was pretty <laughs> good.
2: That was really good. Nice. All right, NXT. Holy shit. NXT, takeover uh, in your house. Uh, if they're going to give anything away, I wouldn't mind that set. I love the in your house set.
1: Yeah, You put it right
2: here. All yep. Right. All right, first matchup, we're going to go with my cousin, Mercedes Martinez, taking on Ziya Lee in a singles match. This is going to be really good.
3: Um, Zia Lee, for
0: all the push she's getting, had better win this match. Yep. Zia Lee. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that one.
2: Next match up for the vacant million dollar championship, Cameron Grimes against L.A. Knight. Uh I want Grimes to win it, but it makes more sense for it to go on L.A. Knight. I'm taking LA night. You're taking LA night. I'm
3: going to go with Cameron Grimes because Ted DiBiase kind of praised him and said, hey, he showed me
0: something that you need brains at, Braun. This is a total setup. This is going to be LA night. Yeah. Ted, Ted being a nice guy and that belt going on a nice guy, a face. Yeah does not make sense. Yeah.
2: Okay. Brunson Reed and MSK defend every title that they have, which is North American and tag team against Legado del Fantasma. I would like to have seen
3: the belts kind of split up a little bit so every team has something to lose. Legado has nothing to lose and everything to gain, and I think they gain everything. Chad,
0: didn't they put something up for up against the titles? Not that I know
3: of. Yeah, I'm not aware of that.
0: I thought that there was some I've read somewhere that they they were having to put something up against it. Uh yeah, I agree with John. I think they're taking all the titles.
2: That's all of us then. Alright. Uh Raquel defends the NXT Women's Championship against Ember Moon. Raquel. I like Ember and what she's doing right now. Raquel. <coughs> yeah, we, we need we need the payoff between her and Dakota. Yeah. And that's gonna happen. So Raquel. Yep. All right, so we only disagree on one so far and you two have agreed on everything. Uh this is going to separate us right here. Okay. Well, yeah. What do you mean? Oh yeah. Well, there's five guys in the
3: match. What are the chances of us all picking the same guy? We could. We could, but likely we won't.
2: Karrion Cross, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Gargano, and Pete Dunne will battle for the NXT Championship. Chad, you got to go first.
0: Man my heart says I want Adam Cole to do it, but I think Cross keeps the title.
3: Uh, sorry about that, guys.
0: That's all right. So it,
2: the, the palace is open for business now. Things happen in this house. So you're do. getting your B&B bookings.
3: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Pete Dunn. He does not pin the champion, but uh, he wins the title.
2: I'm saying Kyle and Adam take themselves out because there needs more of a payoff there. You the on us. Sorry, we can't the phone right now. So Look let's... at that. Uh, Even this is English professor gets to make it on the show today. Hopefully this person doesn't leave a message because that'll be played over everywhere. Yeah, it's probably a telemarket yeah, they
0: probably Your mom. But so on you didn't call me. <laughs> It's probably somebody in John's family calling to bitch at him for his mom's mom impersonations. I would imagine. I would imagine.
2: All right. Uh, Kyle and Adam take themselves out. I think Pete and Cross do battle a lot. Gargano's going to be the one that takes the pin, and Cross remains champion.
3: So you guys say Cross. So Chad and I agreed on everything. You guys agreed on everything, yep.
0: So this is going to come down to the Soup Geist factor one fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. That
2: John could win with one thing. If Cameron Grimes wins Doesn't he, matter what happens the rest of the way, yeah. 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 Well that's Pete done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Alright boys. Next Sunday, um tonight. We'll, no next. Oh Sunday. yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. Next Sunday, we'll see time, yeah. when the podcast yeah, is going to be, because baseball, wrestling, baseball. Yeah. For me, so we'll have to interchange maybe an earlier time or a later time. But uh, be on the be on the lookout for us. Um, all right, here it comes Chad. you gave a shit after last week's show, but this Wednesday you'll be able to listen to Sam Houston on can't crush your spotlight it's a good interview nice. yeah it really is it's a good interview and yeah we've talked about it before just give it a listen and one more thing Chad, are you going to read that Clifford book today is that what you're going to be uh, diving into that you were holding up for most of the show
0: oh yeah Vinny told me that you know um, I, I got to learn how to read better. He said, I don't want you to be like Bulk Nasty. So he said, I'm going to start you out easy with a Clifford book, Dad. What's Clifford doing in that book? (laughs) Probably not the greatest one on this show to reveal, but Clifford has an itchy day.
2: Oh,
3: wow. (laughs) Remember, John, just because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things.
0: Called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. (laughs)